the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. And you are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast is uh, kind of odd. It's supposed to be a lot of rain today, but just the threat of rain. In fact, the sun has poked out a number of times, so we'll see. Of course, we have those days where you're never quite sure which direction it's going to go, and sometimes you get some of each. But officially, you're supposed to still get a couple showers, maybe a thunder shower or two before the rest of the day and or evening and or overnight are over. 82 the high today, 70 the low tonight. Tomorrow, a high of 79. Phillies are uh, getting ready to play Miami at 640 this evening. Miami coming off a historic loss last night. They lost 29 to 9. You just don't see scores like that in Major League Baseball. It's the second most runs ever scored by a team in Major League Baseball history. Atlanta Braves got the 29 runs. And uh, Phillies manager Joe Girardi was on a Zoom call with him just a little while ago, and he was asked about, well, you know, what do you take away from a game like that when you, you're uh, beat up 29 to nine? We know the Braves have a very good lineup, and they can, you know, they can tack some runs on you fairly quickly. I, I don't think any of us ever expect to see a score that big, but I look at it as it is one game, right? And if you were worried about you know, run differential, and that actually counted for something, then it would be a concern. But a lot of times it's easier to lose a game like that than three to two where you gave up two in the ninth. So you just say, hey, it's one game. One game. Now, the Phillies themselves are playing a lot of games, as are many of the teams in Major League Baseball with the abbreviated season. And uh, he was asked, uh, uh, Joe Girardi, the manager of the Phillies, just moments ago about uh, how do you approach this big stretch of games you have, a, a bunch of games, double headers coming up, right in a row, one after the other. Are you concerned for your players uh, physically, mentally? How do you approach that? Because there are going to be some long days as we move forward, and especially here, the two and four days. You're going to play basically two double headers in about 50 hours, five games in like 50 hours. And, and you know, that, that that's physically grinding. So I, I, I do worry about both of those things, and we just got to, you know, pay attention to what, you know, our players are either telling us, verbally or non-verbally, um, how they're doing, and try to get them through this stretch. Phillies are in second place, just a, ca- a couple games back of those first-place Braves. And the Eagles getting ready to take on Washington, 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon in their season opener. Uh, we have had a good start in our partnership with Save the Children. Just a quick update on that. Uh, you know, we've been working to um, – we've done stuff with Save the Children in the past few years, at least, maybe longer, typically in the fall. And we often help bring relief to other countries, and that's that's the goal. But this time around, working to provide uh, meals, 
for and educational support for U.S. school children who have lost access to the national school lunch program if their particular school is not actually meeting in person. They can't get those meals. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting. A lot of times we have different partnerships that we've done over the years with different ministries. We have a specific kind of goal or a target, and we'll, we'll pick a part of the, the challenge, the problem, if you want to call it that, and, and just say, here's, here's something we can get our minds around. No matter what we're doing, providing ultrasounds or Bibles or anything else, you know, we're not going to do all of it. God didn't ask the greater Philadelphia area to take care of the entire world, but we'd like to do our part. And so before we work with a, a given ministry, I have to sit down and think about, so kind of what's our goal here? What can we do? Now, interestingly enough, uh, this is a double-sided coin, just a, just a thought here for you. As we talk with Save the Children, basically— for $10, if you're willing to do that, that would provide breakfast and lunch, which is what a child in that program is used to getting, plus dinner. They don't usually get the dinner in the uh, in that school program. So it's a bonus in that regard. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner and educational support for one day. That's $10 for a day. So if you are willing to do that, that's great. 888-884-4836. 888 or on our homepage, there's a Save the Children banner at WFIL.com. You're thinking, well, that's good. I'd like to do that. I, But that only that's one kid one day. I, I, the problem, wow, that's really big. So you could look at it as, well, I'm not going to do anything because, uh, you know, I want to do – I wish so much more could happen. Agreed. Uh, you know, <laughs> everybody eat breakfast. If you have a chance to have breakfast, after a while, your stomach starts rumbling and – there's lunch, and then you're hoping for dinner and maybe a snack or two in between or at night, uh, whatever the case is. So the beauty, uh, the challenge of the whole thing, I guess you can call a lot, of, it's a lot of adjectives with this, is it's not something we can necessarily tackle as easily as perhaps providing X amount of Bibles for a certain village or country or a certain amount of ultrasounds or something like that for a certain area. This is going to kind of put the responsibility back on each of our listeners, really to think through and say, you know what? I want to still embrace or lean into the difficulty of thinking, you know what? I'd love to be able to take care of everybody for a long time. <laughs> so, uh, but we can't. None of us has that re you know, resources, the resources to do that. But I encourage you to do what you can. Um, the number that comes to mind for me is a thousand because we can do that. I think that's a doable number. And um, we have had enough folks help out that were around 250 days worth of meals provided so far. A lot of folks have helped out, which is great. So I'm thinking a thousand if we want to kind of put a number on it. But part of me doesn't want to put a number on it. I just kind of the, the fact that there is an ongoing need, I guess what I'm saying is as unpleasant as that is, in a way, it's that that's really what is going on. So for us to feel it and to give whatever we can, wherever that lands us, to me, there's something about that that I'm OK with as much as I'd like to have a piece of it assigned and think about we get to this goal and get to that number. I hope I'm making sense. So. $10 covers one child for one day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and educational support. 
If you can do $100, for example, that would cover 10 days, two full weeks, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and educational support. If you can do $1,000, that covers basically the entire fall. And keep in mind, kind of, kind of a tangible point to think about is we're hoping to bridge the gap here. So there, there is a little bit of an end in sight idea that the children were trying to provide help for about 12 million in the country who don't have access like they used to. So we're just trying to kind of help them along one step at a time till the school lunch program is reinstated. So there are some things for you to think about. I encourage you to help out if you can. If we want to give ourselves as a listening family, the idea of a thousand days worth of meals uh, and an educational support. I think that's a nice number that's accomplishable by our fine audience. So we can maybe aim at that. But part of me is like, we don't have to stop there. So that all said, let me give you the number again. Please consider helping out. 888-884-4836. You can do the math. $10, one child, one day. So whatever you want to do, 10, 20, 50, 100, 1,000. Somebody wants to do 10000 you can do it. It'll be put to very good use. And this time around, working with Save the Children, because they work in 125 countries, we're going to be right here in the U.S. So I like that uh, variety, that opportunity. Okay? So thank you, again, to all who have helped out. Uh, can I thank uh, Charles and Delran, Barbara and Manny from Karen and Lansdowne, and... Betty in Philadelphia, they're some of the folks who've helped out with 100, uh, 50, uh, 75. They have, uh, I think it's Dawn in Cheltenham did $10. Uh, Ola in Philadelphia did 25 So it all adds up. And uh, thank you for your consideration. Really, as you do the, this work, which is part of what we are about as a radio station, you know, you're serving the Lord, be given as unto him. So do it with a cheerful heart. And uh, one more time, the number is 888-884-4836 or at WFIL.com. Today's program is a fun one, an interesting one, a diverse one. We have a couple of special guests coming up in a moment. Robin Chambers, who is the executive director of Advocacy for Children, speaking of which, at Focus on the Family. You've been hearing about the Sea Life 2020 social media movement. We're going to have Robin on and talk about that in a minute. Also coming up later on the hour in the hour, Carlos Watson is his name. He's an Emmy award-winning journalist, former political commentator at CNN and MSNBC, and uh, he also has a network. And he's an entrepreneur called, and it, this network is called Ozzy O Z Y. Uh, and the the slug line for it I really like is called Curiosity, Enthusiasm, Action. And he has a brand new show, the Carlos Watson Show, that just started. So we'll be chatting with him about that as well. A lot going on. And, oh, by the way, uh, football does start tonight. The defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing against Houston. So all that said, let's get our conversation going here before our first break. Mention Robin Chambers, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. How are you doing, Robin? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Executive Director of Advocacy for Children. Is that correct? Is that still on your business card? 
<laughs> yes, sir. That is a uh, that's a mouthful, but yes, that is my correct title. <laughs> okay, share a bit about what you do with that. I mean, it may seem obvious uh, advocacy for children, but that probably covers a lot of territory, not just one thing. It does. Yeah, two of our main initiatives um, are we work um, a lot in our foster care and adoption um, initiative, and that is just to raise awareness of the children that are currently in foster care waiting for forever families. And so we go into communities and raise awareness of the children in that community um, that desperately need um, a home and need a mom and a dad. So we go in and work with those folks and mainly work through the churches and child placement agencies in that region. Um, and then second to that is our Things of Human Life um, division. And that's where we work with pregnancy centers across the United States to get them life-affirming um, ultrasound machines so that they can show a woman what's going on in her body. Um, even though it's an unplanned pregnancy, we still want her to know that, that uh, her life and the life of her child are precious. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, and you know, uh, I'm thinking one of the things folks may know, uh, well, and we want to talk about Sea Life 2020 coming up on the 26th mm-hmm. specifically, and there's, there's some steps leading up to it. But folks may remember not too long ago, there was the uh, Alive from New York event. That was May of 2019. And uh, I believe you are very, very much in the heart of that. Uh, talk about what that experience was like for you, if you would. Yes, um, I actually had the privilege of being on the mobile unit um, right smack in the middle of Times Square. We brought that bus in at two o'clock in the morning um, to make sure that we were, you know, kind of a clear street to bring that in. And we had an ultrasound machine on there, a high-end 3D40 system. Um, and Abby Johnson was um, our guest model for that day. And we were able to show a live ultrasound of um, Abby's little one, who we now know is a little boy. His name is Fulton. Um, and I was on the unit when we were getting ready to do that and saw the protesters, heard the protesters, um, and was so blessed um, to be on the unit with a physician and a couple of nurses and a director from a pregnancy center right there on Long Island. And uh, Tim, I have to tell you, it was a God moment um, when all of us saw those protesters. The director said, oh, she said, we just need to pray for those people. They're so wounded. And I think that was just the tone for the day. We were there to celebrate life. We weren't there to protest. And we wanted um, women and men to know that we are standing in the gap for them and their unborn children. Um, it was an amazing, um, amazing event and one that we're building off of for this year. Yeah, uh, Robin Chambers is our guest with Focus on the Family. Abby Johnson, of course, I guess she was in the movie Unplanned. And I know our radio station and our company, Salem uh, Media Group, was involved in helping promote that some. And, and Abby herself had been with Planned Parenthood, right, and, and has quite a story of her own. And uh, just for context for folks, and that the, the um, Alive from New York, May of 2019, and my understanding was there was supposed to be more alive from fill in the blanks in 2020 until COVID hit. And so uh, just like, you know, you, you know, you have to you have to improvise and see what God wants to do. But God's good. And so we can trust that the uh, the different plans are going to be part of what he wants to see happen. So so share about the Sea Life 2020 uh, shift to things. Absolutely. And you're right. We were supposed to do five locations. Um, across the United States in May of this year, and then just wanting to be really cognizant 
of keeping people safe, we made the decision to take this to a digital premiere. Um, and hopefully in 2021, we can do more of those in person. But for 2020, um, you're right. I think God is allowing us to really be creative and look at ways that we can still communicate a really important message. And so on September 26th, we will do um, a digital premiere. Um, Abby Johnson is actually one of our guest speakers, and she talks very, very bluntly um, about her time at Planned Parenthood and how um, seeing ultrasound really changed her mind in becoming pro-life. And she's now one, uh, just an amazing advocate. But we have lots of other special guests. Benjamin Watson, who's a former NFL player. Jeannie Mancini, the president of March for Life. They will be co-hosting this event. And we have lots of other speakers and some amazing music. Um, and I'll give you a little hint for your listeners. We have brand new music that has never been heard before um, specifically for this event. And that will be available after the event for your listeners to download. Amazing, amazing lyrics. Um, and so pleased to be a part of this. So hope your listeners can join us on September 26th and hear those speakers and hear that music. Yeah. Robin Chambers is our guest. She is Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. We're chatting a little bit here about the Sea Life 2020 event. You can get details about that event right on our homepage at WFIL.com. We'll keep our conversation going in just a moment. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 421, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Carlos Watson, Emmy Award-winning journalist and former political commentator at CNN and MSNBC. A lot of letters there. Going to be joining us in a little while, but we have, in the meantime, a conversation going with Robin Chambers. She is the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family and uh, works with Sanctity of Human Life and Foster Care and Adoption and uh, the Alive from New York event that you may be familiar with from last year and Sea Life 2020, you've been hearing about on the radio station lately. We're chatting with her about that today. Talk about that, Robin, if you would. The steps leading up to Sea Life uh, 2020. There's a pledge you can sign, a social media initiative. And uh, in addition to the steps, if you would, I'd love to hear really about why you do what you do, because I'm sure for you it's more than just mechanics and logistics. Absolutely. And one of the, the very beginning steps is, as you said, to sign that pledge. And I'm so pleased um, we had several really um, um, key national pro-life leaders who helped us design that pledge, and it really is a way for us to join in unity. And when I say we, I mean the big, the big seed church for us to join together to end abortion. And so the first step for your listeners would be to go to our website, sign that pledge, and then that takes them on a journey of how they can be a part um, of promoting this. There's lots of things that they can do, lots of tools on that uh, website for them to help promote this on their social media platforms, um, in their churches, and just in their friends and family um, to promote this event and be a part of that. And then additional information for the actual event on September 26th. Um, so it's kind of a journey that we're taking folks on, and we know that we can all join together and we can support those those women who are in this really scary situation and help her to see that there's more than one choice. There's more than one option and it doesn't include taking the life of her child. And so we want folks to join us and be a part of this big, big um, picture um, to end abortion in, in our lifetime. Um, and why am I so um, passionate about this? Yeah. 
I had my own unplanned, unplanned pregnancy, um, but I was so fortunate. I had, I mean, certainly was a, a, a little bit of a denial on my part, well, shock on my part. Mm. It certainly wasn't something I had anticipated. Um, but I was one of the fortunate women who had the support of the father of the baby, who is now my husband of 41 years, and then my mom and dad are very instrumental. Um, I so distinctly remember my mom saying, same thing, okay, not what we had planned for you. However, let's make a new plan. What are we going to do? And just knowing that I had time to sit down and think through all those steps, and knowing that I had the support, um, I chose life, and I um, and I never regret that uh, that choice that was before me because I had that support. But there's so many women who don't have that, and that's why we work with pregnancy centers. Those pregnancy centers come alongside in very practical ways and help that woman know that there's more than one option and that there are resources available to help her. So I'm yeah, a little passionate about that yeah, uh, and yeah. uh, love what I do at Focus because of that. Have you been with uh, you've been with Focus for quite some time, right? I have. This December will be my 28th year, but I've been with the Option Ultrasound program from the beginning. And um, in January, that will be 17 years since I've been with that program from the beginning and watched God move in miraculous ways um, through the work that's done in pregnancy centers. And it's just a joy for me to get to come alongside and work with those folks. Robin Chambers, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family, working with Sanctity of Human Life and uh, Foster Care, Adoption, and Sea Life 2020. Uh, back to, for a second to the Alive from New York event uh, that that basically was in Times Square, right? And it was on the like a huge ultrasound, like kind of you can't you can't miss it. And uh, and and so, what was the power of that moment for people watching? As you see people in the streets looking up, they again can't miss that. Mm-hmm. So, and, and New York is such a vibrant, amazing, like well lit up place. And then and then right. similarly, what happens with this Sea Life 2020 event? Not like it's in person, but still. The video reach, the, the the effect could still be pretty strong, I would think. Agreed. And you're right. We were smack in the middle of Times Square. We had four plazas that we had uh, reserved for the day. Um, the main screen, the main stage, had a ginormous screen, and then each of the plazas had a screen as well. And if you've been in Times Square, like I said, it's so loud. There's, you know, music playing and, and voices and honking of horns um, and, you know, being able to... Um, hear all of that silence for a brief moment. Um, Jim Daly even makes the comment, it was a holy hush. Um, it was interesting to see that. Um, I was on the mobile unit, as I stated earlier, and I'm looking at the screen, and, and all of a sudden I hear this amazing, amazing heartbeat, so loud and so strong. And I look at the screen, and people's voices were mesmerized. I mean, their faces were just mesmerized. And everyone that was out on the main stage said there was just a hush. You didn't hear the noise. You didn't see the kind of the chaos that goes on with Times Square. And then one woman in particular really stood out to me. She's standing there weeping, and then they, you just saw smiles. And it just, it just was this flow, kind of this wave all the way down the plazas as people started picking up that that was a heartbeat. And then you see this little squishy face on the screen. Um, it was life-changing, I think, for several people. And I wasn't actually out on the main stage, but one of my colleagues said that some of the protesters actually lowered their signs 
and just stood there and watched the screen. And I think of people who have never seen an ultrasound or never heard that heartbeat, and they don't realize the humanity of that little person in the womb. Um, and ultrasound certainly shows that. And so we are doing the same thing, like you said, not live, but we're doing the same thing this year. And we're concluding Sea Life 2020 with an ultrasound of a precious, precious little baby, um, about 28 weeks gestation, and he put on quite the show for us. And so I think your listeners are going to be just thrilled to watch that. Yeah. Robin Chambers, our guest for a few minutes here as we talk about Sea Life 2020. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember reading about uh, when you were in the, Alive from New York and Abby um, Johnson was the, you know, pregnant, very close to having her, her child and about, you know, wondering, will, will the child cooperate? And uh, <laughs> how powerful a presentation will this be, you know, and, and yet to hear the description of what happened, just because, you know, it's obviously a, abortion and the whole pro-life thing and my rights and all those different things can be such a heated thing that um, mm-hmm. to me, the beauty of an ultrasound is just everyone be quiet and, and open your eyes and just in, in your ears and you don't even have to say a word. And I bet that that goes a long way in, in your experience and when you're talking to people one on one, perhaps. Oh, absolutely. And we've seen so many women change their minds when they see the screen and they do not realize um, the development of the baby. And um, we've heard women say, oh, I I didn't know my baby would look like that. Um, And you see the little flickering heartbeat on that screen. Um, and we know through our stats that we've got, we've gathered through clinics that have received a grant from Option Ultrasound, more than 459,000. Think about that number, 459,000 women have chosen life for their babies because the counseling and the ultrasound that these pregnancy centers do, we know it's life-changing and it's life-saving. Robin Chambers, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. She's the Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. We'll take a quick break, keep our chat going. Also going to welcome aboard Carlos Watson, who's an Emmy Award-winning journalist, and uh, he has a new show he's going to be chatting about with us, too. You listen to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. 433, the Tim DeMoss Show forecast calling for a cloudy rest of the afternoon. Sunny breaks at times. 82 the high, 70 the low tonight. Shower two, thunder shower, perhaps rolling through. Uh, tomorrow morning on the cloudy, rainy side, then some sunshine expected in a high of 79. Phillies at Miami tonight, 640 start. Miami lost 29 to 9 to Atlanta last night. That's the uh, second most runs ever given up in a Major League Baseball game. 30 was the record set about 10, 15 years ago. Miami coming <laughs> fresh off a loss. They did score nine runs, but they gave up 29. Wow. Uh, Phillies, by the way, have a bunch of games coming up, including a doubleheader, I think, tomorrow and Sunday. I was on a Zoom call with Phillies manager Joe Girardi about an hour ago and asked, uh, he was asked about who's going to be pitching all these games. What's the, what's the lineup looking like? Do you have that mapped out yet? Well, right now it is posted as Nola and Spencer, um, Wheeler, and I think that's as far as we are right now. Vinny will pitch one of the games on Sunday, and we're not sure what we're going to do. We might bullpen Sunday and then throw um, Zach Monday. So that's Phillies manager Joe Girardi tonight. Jake Arrieta on the mound for the Phils. Also tonight, NFL season gets underway. Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs uh, hosting Houston. 
Eagles get ready for their season opener at Washington Sunday at 1. Our conversation continues with Robin Chambers, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children Focused on the Family. Robin, I always encourage listeners to think of and pray for the people in front of them. And pro-life can be seen, uh, you know, in law, but also right in front of you. And and while laws matter, speak on what pro-life looks like on a day-to-day, you know, basis after child after woman I should say decides to keep her child um you know and now what how does a person get on their feet and on their way so to speak oh absolutely and there's kind of twofold we want women to know um that there's always compassion there's no judgment there's no condemnation when they go into a pregnancy center and they possibly could have had an abortion decision in their past and so the pregnancy center will talk through what that looks like to find hope and healing. Um, and to me and I both know that that hope and healing comes from who we are in Christ. But if you're stuck in a grief cycle or you're stuck in a place where you don't think you can ever be forgiven for that, um, it's hard to see past that. And so the pregnancy centers are really good about um, talking them through what that looks like and getting them into post-abortion healing classes. And we know that there's hope and healing. But then also, when they find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, an unexpected pregnancy, when they go into a pregnancy center, they're safe. Um, like I said, there's no judgment, there's no condemnation. And that pregnancy center says, here's what you can do and here's how we can help. Um, and there's resources available for them. They have referrals for maternity homes um, or housing for these young women. Um, there's pro-life obstetricians that they can connect them with. There's so many practical ways that the pregnancy centers help. But it is full. Um, it's full care. It, it's holistic care for that young woman and this this unborn baby. Um, and so we we want women to know that there's lots of help and lots of resources for them. Um, and we're here. We're here for them. Um, and walking through that pregnancy. That's great. That's great. I mean, and, and people can take things for granted. Like, oh, everybody knows that. It's like, no, if, you know, you're in a particularly difficult spot or maybe the father of the child's not cooperating. You can just start to think about the very, very, very short term as opposed to one step at a time. If you have a steadying hand or two or three alongside you, whether it's family mm-hmm. or friends or center, I would think that would help, you know, and it's starting with the ultrasound, being able to see like, here's why we're going to take this a little bit at a time and not rush into anything. Uh, it, it, to me, that's just, that takes work, but it's certainly very well worth doing, and and really a charge to believers also to to don't just make it about uh, winning a, a, a you know a battle in in the in the court of law, but how about loving people like God talked about, you know, who's right in front of us? So absolutely, yeah. agreed, one hundred percent. I couldn't say it any better than that. That's exactly what we need to do. Robin, Robin, last question for you. Just I mean, how God got a hold of you, and you know, because obviously without that, you're not. Uh, probably working at Focus uh, and doing the work that you do. Right. Well, in a, a, a brief, brief overview, I was raised in a Christian home and um, made some not-so-great decisions that resulted in that unblend pregnancy. Um, and years later, um, my um, husband actually led me to the Lord in our home. Um, wow. I realized that I had a lot of head knowledge, but not a lot of heart knowledge, and um, was able to just, um, gosh, kneeling at, you know, kneeling at the, the side of the bed in our home and having him walk me through, you know, that decision was um, just a really precious memory for me. Um, and then just feeling really called to help women who were in the same situation as myself, um, who didn't have that support, and asking God how he could use me. Um, and um, that's what started my journey to working with Option Ultrasound 
and advocacy for children and sharing my testimony and sharing my story um, for women who, um, you know, I, women I, that I, I resonate with and have empathy for and being in a really scary spot and um, haven't looked back. And I'm so thankful that the Lord has allowed me to use that story and use my life to um, possibly help someone else make a decision for life. Absolutely. I'm sure. Robin Chambers has been kind enough to hang out with us, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children with Focus on the Family. And, uh, you know, Focus on the Family, the radio part, airs on our radio station 7 each weekday morning. I think we have several weekend editions, and there's some offshoots. I think folks are aware that Focus has different kinds of ministries or ventures and odyssey and things, but maybe they don't recognize the scope to which Focus is involved, including all the endeavors you've been you've been sharing about. So it's it's quite a thing, and I'm sure in need of a lot of prayer. Not to assume it's just about getting the work done. It's uh, it's a you know, battle. It's not against flesh and blood. So. Um, people can pray for you. Anything in particular people can pray for you about in the day-to-day of, your, of what you do? Yeah, I think for us, um, you know, having people be aware is is one of the key things that they can pray about. And awareness means being aware of the children in your community that's desperately needing a family, um, being aware of women um, in your church possibly that have had an abortion decision or are in an unplanned pregnancy, and praying how you can get involved locally. Um, that's really one of our goals. You know, we can't just sit on the sidelines and, and hope that someone else does something. We want people to be that someone. We want people to, your listeners, to be the people who step in and come alongside in really practical ways. That's how we change lives, and that's how we impact um, hearts for the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Robin, for hanging out and spending time in Sea Life 2020. Any last thought on, on that or just encouragement for folks as we see the 26th of September approach? Yeah, just join us and come be a part of that huge celebration for life. Okay. Sounds great. Thanks again, Robin. Have a wonderful day. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for having me on, Tim. We appreciate it. All right. That's Robin Chambers, Executive Director of Advocacy for Children at Focus on the Family. Quick break. We'll be back with more on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 442 on the Tim DeMoss Show. 888-884-4836. If you want to help out in our partnership with Save the Children, 888-884-4836 or at WFIL.com. $10 provides breakfast, lunch, and dinner for one child for one day. Can you help us keep pushing that ball forward and be a blessing to as many as possible? 10, 50, 100, whatever you can do, 1,000. It's up to you with a glad heart. As we keep our program moving along, bringing aboard Carlos Watson. He is an Emmy Award-winning journalist, done a lot of other things in his lifetime. Glad to have you on, friend. How are you? Hey, Tim. How are you? Great. Good to talk with you. Yeah, same, same. Uh, uh, I got a lot of Philly love. Uh, there's a uh, wonderful couple, Richard and Evelyn Taylor, who uh, are the parents of my best friend in uh, Mount Airy, and I bet they're going to listen, so uh, <laughs> I want to by saying hello to Mr. and Mrs. Taylor. You know, I think if we're talking about the same Rick Taylor, I went to school with him at Philmont Christian Academy back in the 80s. If it's the same Ricky I'm thinking of. You know what? It's his pop. What a small world. <laughs> Holy cow, Batman. Uh, very much so. His, his, his younger brother, Rodney, uh, I've beat up on the basketball court more times than I can count. And so, That's funny. Uh, he's not going to me saying that. Hopefully Mrs. Taylor will let me 
back in the house. But, uh, <laughs> but, but one in the same, and Rick, and Rick is a good dude. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that is a small world. Well, it's great to hear from you, you know, and talk with you. I, I was looking through the, the uh, all the different materials about the show, and it really is exciting to think about. Um, for a backstory, though, for folks who are maybe not as familiar with, like, the, the Aussie project uh talk about that you know people may know you from your time doing the political commentating on cnn or msnbc or other places and your journalism work but talk about ozzy for a second and this kind of comes out of that the carlos watson show you bet so you know i i my, i grew up a kid in miami a son of teachers and early on tim i spent my career in business i um helped build a small education company with my sister and a good friend and while I was running that company, uh, I was asked to appear on a couple of TV shows to talk about things on the Today Show and Squawk Box and a couple of others. And when we sold the company, people started to ask me to do more television and a little bit led to a lot. And I ended up having a chance to host shows at places like CNN and CNBC. And a few years later, unfortunately, my mom got a little sick and I had to leave New York where I was to move out to California where my parents had moved to to try and take care of her. And in the process of that, she was being the lifelong teacher that she was. She wanted me to keep learning and growing and encouraged me to start my own thing. And so I started Ozzy, um, O-Z-Y, along with a partner. And originally it was almost like an online magazine. People used to say it was kind of a more modern version of, of Newsweek or Time, uh, where we would cover a wider range of things in a really flavorful way online. But over the last couple of years, we've begun to create uh, television shows podcast, and even a very cool summer music and ideas festival. About a couple of months ago, folks uh, suggested to me that maybe there was an opportunity here in the moment we're all in to, to really try and have a special set of conversations, uh, not five or 10 minutes, but, but a half hour or an hour, go in depth, welcome lots of people to the table, not just uh, the most well-known folks. And we certainly will be happy to, to welcome the, the Oprah Winfrey's and the and the Mark Cubans of the world, but but also to maybe welcome some folks who you don't know yet, um, a young high school principal who, who, middle school principal rather, who could be the next superstar in Congress, or you know a young basketball player who's looking to be the next LeBron. So uh, I'm excited about the opportunity to launch the Carlos Watson Show, and it it obviously comes out of a larger company, Ozzy Media, uh, that I helped start just a few years ago. Yeah, chatting with Carlos Watson again. Uh, you know the Aussie Network. The slugline. But before I forget, curiosity, enthusiasm, action. I love that slugline. What, what birthed that? Those three words for you. You know, I think I, I think I've always been a curious kid. Maybe sometimes too much. <laughs> my mom would say, but but again, blame it on her and my dad, uh, who I think um, had such a good and inspirational way of taking you out of your bubble. And, and, and trying to show you a bigger world, even things that sometimes you might disagree with or might frustrate you, but, yeah. but they really yeah. encourage you to have an open mind. And so I think I've always been um, uh, curious, but, but also wanted it not just to be daydreaming, but, but to put it into to, to insight and action. And so I hope that with the Carlos Watson show, that people will say that at the end of the day, not only have they seen more of the world because of the variety of guests and the depth and quality of conversation, but that maybe not only will you see more, and I hope this doesn't sound too hokey, Tim, but I, I hope that people will ultimately be more and maybe even do more. That the more you know about Twitter's unusual backstory and how it came to be, maybe it won't sound that crazy the next time you decide that you want to be a radio show host. Or, yeah. you know, maybe the more you learn about uh, how uh, Angela Merkel, uh, uh, the leader of Germany, 
went from being a research scientist to the leader of Europe's most important country, maybe it won't sound as crazy when your daughter says she wants to study this instead of that. Maybe you say, hey, let's stay open. So I I hope that this show, the Carlos Watson show, can, you know, uh, stoke people's curiosity and allow them to to maybe try new things. Carlos Watson's our guest. He's an Emmy award-winning journalist, former political commentator, CNN, MSNBC, entrepreneur with the Aussie Network and has a brand new show, the Carlos Watson Show. We're chatting about a quick break and wrap up our time with him here listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL, Philadelphia. Thanks for listening in today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 451, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Carlos Watson, our guest. He's an Emmy Award-winning journalist, former political commentator at CNN and MSNBC. Entrepreneur with the Aussie Network, Curiosity, Enthusiasm, Action, and a brand new show, his own show, the uh, Carlos Watson Show. The show's lineup of guests, very varied, so I'll rattle off a couple just so folks can know. Malcolm Gladwell, who did The Tipping Point, Roxanne uh, Gay, who is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a lead writer for Marvel Comics. Terry Crews, actor who actually hosted Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, incidentally, on a side note, a guy who used to work here was on a Millionaire when it first started, won a quarter million dollars. One of five people at the time to ever won that much money. Hey, hey, hey Tim, I hope he's buying lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping so, too. I'm hoping so, too. Uh, Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Sean Spicer used to be press secretary for President Trump. So uh, Andrew Yang. So all these different uh, guests. What led to this particular group being the inaugural class for the Carlos Watson Show? You know, real variety of factors. I mean, I wanted to introduce people to people they maybe didn't know yet. So we booked Karen Bass, the congresswoman from uh, California. But I also wanted to bring you, uh, uh, you know, athletes and business moguls and all sorts of, of interesting folks. So, so I would say there was a little bit of a lot of art as well as some science to picking both some names you know and some names you don't know yet. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Carlos Watson joining us on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL in Philly. Talk show hosts sometimes make it very clear what they believe personally, what their opinion is, even build the show around that. Others uh, do it differently. What's your approach with regard to you know how much the show is about what you think versus being kind of a gateway to introducing people to what the guest thinks? Um, you know, I hope a lot of it will be an opportunity for me to introduce you to these guests by having a, a genuine and you know untethered uh, conversation with them. But but there's no way for there not to be a fair amount of who I am and what I think. I think that's especially true if it's not just kind of a robotic interview, but it's a little bit more of a conversation that, that, that there's a little bit more of a flow. And so I don't know that what I think will always purely be of the uh, political nature. Some of it is what will cause you, what caused you to ask the questions you do, uh, what caused you, as you said, Tim, to, to choose the guests that you've chosen versus others. So I hope that people do get to know me a little bit, because as you know, if they don't trust you, if they're not interested and committed to you, the host, it, it's harder for them to open themselves up to some of the guests that you bring to them each day. Yeah. And well, and part of that, along those lines, you touched on it a little bit. Your, your parents were teachers, I believe, and maybe that's where the, the curiosity was birthed for you. Uh, but you've had an amazing story in a lot of ways, the early days had a lot of uh, challenges to them um, and, and then a lot of success in, in other ways as you grew older. Um, 
just for to that point, this is an introduction for folks to hear who is this host going to be of this Carlos Watson show. Uh, can you give a, a quick little synopsis of, of who's going to be uh, hosting this program, so to speak? You bet. So I, a um, uh, uh, kid who grew up in Miami, Miami Vice days uh, back in the 80s, had always had a wide range of interests from basketball to to biographies. I, um, early on, as you said, was a curious kid, but got into a little bit of trouble, got you know, kicked out of school. Uh, people always say, how does a guy get kicked out of kindergarten? All you got to do is is, uh, is eat your ice cream and, uh, and say good morning. But, yeah. but I managed that feat and, and so struggled a little bit in and out of schools and thankfully got second and third chances. And by the time I got to junior high school, was on, was on a better path and went from there to later uh, having the opportunity to, to build some companies and learned a lot in the business world, learned a lot in the political world, uh, I managed campaigns, and and then at one point had a chance, Tim, to bring it all together as I um, uh, began hosting shows at CNBC and CNN and MSNBC, and and really that offered me a formative opportunity to to interview a wide range of people from an Oprah Winfrey to a Bill Gates and back, uh, as well as find young and up and comers who people didn't know a lot about yet at the time to uh, to meet a young Barack Obama before. He was a U.S. senator, or to meet a young Eva Longoria before she was on Desperate Housewives. So it's been a fun journey for me. And Tim, I feel like this moment we're in, you know, 2020 in many ways feels like it may be the most important year in American history since 1968. And so I also think that part of my experience as a black man growing up in the 80s and 90s and, and even here in the 2000s is maybe an opportunity to talk more openly um, uh, about race and social justice in a way that's, that's hopefully valuable to to my guests, but also valuable to the audience. Good stuff. Good stuff. Carlos Watson, the Carlos Watson Show. Thanks for carving out some time of your schedule to hang out with us today. Real pleasure. Hey, Tim, be well. I'm going to tell Rick we spoke. Sounds great. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Carlos Watson, Emmy Award-winning journalist, former political commentator on CNN, MSNBC, his uh, Aussie network he developed in the brand new program, The Carlos Watson Show. Really enjoyed uh, talking with him. I have a feeling uh, if we talk longer, have a chance to, you know, talk again, we'll discover some differences that we have. But I do like a lot of the way that Carlos thinks, including just being able to have conversation with people from a lot of different backgrounds and belief, uh, you know, the way the way they think and, and maybe get you can find some common ground and all that. So anyhow, uh, I'm glad to have Carlos on. We just discovered we have a mutual childhood friend, good old Ricky Taylor. <laughs> Robin uh, Chambers joined us, too, from Focus on the Family and the Sea Life 2020 campaign. You can hop on board with that at WFIL.com while you're there. You can also help support our partnership with Save the Children. Children, bringing lunch uh, and breakfast and dinner, not in that order, to uh, U.S. school children who have lost access to that due to coronavirus and not being able to go to school where they normally would get that and educational support. $10 helps that happen for one child for one day. If you want to do 50 for a week or 100 for two weeks or 1,000 for the whole fall, that'd be wonderful. Whatever you can do, 888 36, or you can uh, help out at WFIL.com. Just click the Save the Children banner there. Podcast of today's program available on our homepage in the next hour or so, maybe even sooner. And you're welcome, of course, to subscribe uh, to our program. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, all the other places that you get your podcasts. Just type in Tim DeMoss Show. 
Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your prayers. God bless you. Have a great rest of your afternoon. And we look forward to our famous Friday show tomorrow. See ya. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.